Historically and today, our country has been overrun by those with money and power, giving little voice to the everyday American. We're here to change that. Welcome to All Rise, the Libertarian Way with retired Judge Jim Gray. Each week, our program addresses the problems we are facing in our country, as well as thought-provoking and effective libertarian solutions. This could change the way you see opportunities in your life and your children's lives as well. Now, here is Judge Jim Gray. Hello and welcome again wherever you are in our great country or around the world because we do have listeners from really all around the world. This is Judge Jim Gray on the Voice America channel. Just always excited, happy to be with you to exchange ideas. And I tell you, we have a treat in store today. We have the Consul General in Los Angeles from the country of Turkey, John O's. He spells it C-A-N-O-G-U-Z, and we're going to take, first of all, a kind of travel log through Turkey, because it's truly one of my places, favorite places to visit, and then we'll just talk about what life is like and the rest, using the libertarian values of honest discussion. We should be able to discuss anything, certainly partnerships among countries, between countries, free travel, free trade, exchange students, exchange ideas. That's the libertarian values, and when we employ them, we will literally all rise together. So, Consul General, welcome to All Rise, and, and thank you, uh, and just welcome. Thanks for being with us. Thank you. Thanks for the opportunity. It's good to be on your program. Well, and thank you. Many people may not know exactly what a consul general is. I see it as an ambassador, basically, uh, in various large cities or around various countries. Uh, what? Give us a little bit of information about your background. Who is Consul General John Ouz. Sure. Um, I'm the Consul General of Turkey in Los Angeles since uh, late 2017. Uh, my jurisdiction covers 12 states on the West Coast in the United States. As a Consul General, we are mainly in charge of our community, the, our citizens here, who need to do certain official business that uh, they have to do in, in Turkey, but uh, as they are in the United States, they apply us and we do their business, uh, certain paperwork for them. Uh, and the ambassadors, of course, are in the capital. They are more political. But, of course, being diplomats uh, and ambassadors for our countries, wherever we are, we also reach out to the communities we live in, engage and talk about our countries, uh, our countries and build new relationships. And uh, I've been in uh, the Foreign Service. I'm a career officer. Um, I'm not a political assignee. I've been in the Foreign Service for about, uh, this year is going to be 20 years. Uh, I studied uh, political sciences, international relations, and as soon as I graduated in 99, I entered Foreign Service. And after many assignments, I ended up being Consul General of Turkey in Los Angeles. Where are some prior assignments you have had, Consul General? Well, uh, I started my tours in year 2003 in Baghdad, uh, right after the Saddam regime fell. So that was my first foreign assignment. I was in Baghdad for two years until September 2005, uh, when I was transferred to our embassy in London uh, as a second secretary. I served in our embassy in London for three years. 
I went back to Ankara after I finished my tenure in, in, in London because in the foreign service you spend uh, a limited out, uh, 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 an amount of time, a number of years abroad, and then you go back to your home country and work there at the foreign ministry. I was uh, in Ankara until 2010. Uh, for two years, then I was posted to our embassy in Washington as a political counselor. I served in Washington, D.C. for almost six years. I went back in December of 2015. I spent two years back home in Ankara, and um, I was in December 2017. I was posted here as consul general. I'm from the western part of Turkey, from Izmir. It's on the Aegean coast. I was born and raised there. I went to high school there. And for the university, I came to Ankara, the capital of Turkey. I studied international relations at the Ankara University Faculty of Political Sciences. This is my kind of uh, brief background, Judge Gray. What kind of language training do you need in order to get into your profession? Well, uh, in order to enter the foreign ministry, you have to take an exam. The exam is two stages. One is written. The other one is if you pass the written stage, it is interview. In the written stage, they ask you, of course, um, you know, your composition skills in your own language, how uh, how good in, uh, one candidate is in his, own, in his or her own native language. And then you take a foreign language test uh, exam. Uh, it, in my case, it was English, but you can also uh, take French or German. Uh, these are the requirements required foreign languages to enter the uh, foreign service. And an interview is mainly about the history, law, uh, certain issues that uh, are relevant to foreign service. I studied foreign, um, you know, English uh, since my high school years. I went to a, a private. Uh, uh, college, but you know, in in Turkey, in many uh, middle schools, high schools, English is being taught for many years as a second language. So uh, I studied, and you know, fortunately, I served in Anglo-Saxon countries where I had the opportunity to practice and further develop my uh, language skills. English is one of the, I think, most amazing languages in the world. Well. You know, your your English, of course, is outstanding. I, I, Americans seldom, or not many Americans, speak other languages. In fact, I, I joke about this a little, Consul General. I say, what do you call a person that speaks three languages? And the answer is trilingual. And what do you call a person that speaks two languages? And the answer is bilingual. And what do you call a person that speaks one language? And the answer is American. But uh, we're, we're getting a little bit better as we go. But And, and I've kind of briefed you on this because I'm, I'm going to put you to work here. Uh, many times when I talk with people who've traveled a lot, uh, I ask the question to them, well, what is the, where is the most fascinating place you've ever been? And you can define the term fascinating any way you want to. And the answers are interesting. And sometimes I make it a point to go to the places that they, that they describe. But uh, then frequently people will say, well, all right, Judge Gray, uh, if you were asked that question, uh, what would your answer be? And the answer for me and my wife is always Turkey. Uh, we were there. It was a wonderful place. And, and so, uh, and it's, it's a fascinating place in so many ways. And of course, it's the only country in the world that actually is on two continents. Uh, you know, you have Russia, it's, it's huge and in different, t lots of time zones, but, but Turkey is the only country in the world that's both in the European continent as well as the Asian continent. And I happen, although 
you can't beat Istanbul and the rest, but but I happen to think the Asian side is, is even more interesting. You, you've got Istanbul, Topkapi, for heaven's sake, is fascinating. The Blue Mosque, I had an experience there. We were there for a religious pr- uh, proceeding, and it was the most overwhelming thing I've ever seen, with acres of men all of a sudden bowing down. It was just really amazing. And, of course, your Grand Bazaar, we can go on and on, but no, you be the tour guide. Uh, so tell us. You're, you're going to tell us about your country traveling. Where are the most fascinating places that you've ever been in Turkey, Consul General John Oz? Okay. First of all, thanks a lot for the... Uh, I'm delighted to hear your, you know, praise about my country. Uh, I agree. I mean, it is, it is located, you know, uh, in a unique position in the world, traveling European and Asian continents. Uh, with that location, of course, comes... Immense history, millennial history is located in Turkey. So, um, if we would like to go on a tour uh, from the United States to Turkey, first of all, you know there are a lot of many, uh, there are a lot of opportunities to fly to Turkey. Turkish Airlines, the national flag carrier, flies to uh, Istanbul from many cities in the United States: New York, Los Angeles, San Francisco, Atlanta, Miami, Houston, Chicago. And of course, when you fly to Turkey. Usually, first you go to Istanbul, and I think that is the starting, that should be the starting point to, to tour Turkey. And, of course, I should hasten to add that, you know, one visit to Turkey is never enough to see the whole uh, country and to enjoy the riches, uh, natural beauties, historic depth, and, well, of course, culinary uh, uh, variety of Turkey. But if you start in Istanbul, and I, I would recommend that you should at least be there in Istanbul for, for a week. Istanbul is, in a, you know, is like a universe in itself, and with uh, immense history, it served as capital to the Ottoman Empire. Prior to that, the uh, Byzantine Empire is, uh, is served as the capital for the Eastern Roman Empire, Byzantium. So there are a lot of uh, historical sites to visit in Istanbul, uh, and a lot of religious places for every Abrahamic religion uh, to go, very important, uh, the Greek Orthodox Church, Syriac churches, uh, Blue Mosque, as you said, and Sophia, uh, which is one of the uh, oh. most amazing and uh, spiritual uh, places in the world. Truly, truly um, so. And of course, uh, yeah, and uh, uh, on the European side, Edirne, a former Adrianopolis, also served as the capital for the Ottoman Empire prior to Istanbul. It is one of the oldest places uh, in the world as well. It is right on the border uh, with uh, uh, Greece. It's, it's an amazing, uh, it's an amazing uh, city. And, of course, there are plenty of, you know, with, uh, sites to visit, you know, in the, on the Asian uh, side of Turkey. Well, I mean, it all depends on how would you, what you would like to do? For example, let's start from the western coast, where I'm from, western coast and the southern coast. Western coast is on the Aegean Sea, and southern coast is on the Mediterranean Sea. Obviously, it is similar to California in terms of the weather, uh, the people, I mean, the food, and all the foods that are produced there. Um, um, uh, and historically, of course, in, there are many uh, ancient sites as well. And, uh, of course, for religious tourism, uh, too. Izmir, uh, my hometown, is the third largest city um, uh, in Turkey. 
Uh, it's a port city. Uh, it has uh, one of the uh, biggest ports in, in, in Turkey, and it has uh, immense history. And it's close to Ephesus. Ephesus is, of course, one of the uh, natural wonders of the world. Uh, it's a national site. It's like uh, 45 minutes from the Izmir airport. And uh, Virgin Mary's house is in Ephesus. Um, uh, so, uh, and it's also uh, beautiful for summer tourism, a lot of uh, summer resorts. And well, the Cons- same applies Consul to... General, I, you're, you're doing Cons- magnificently, but I've got to tell you, I think there's more Greek ruins in Turkey than there almost are in Greece. And that, uh, when you go yes, back to I, the Roman Empire and the Greek Empire, you're just getting started with regard to Turkish history. That There's more, square, there's more history per square inch in Turkey, you know, the Tigris and Euphrates headwaters, than any where I've ever seen. It's just amazing. You cannot just gloss over Ephesus. You have to spend a little more time there. Yes, yes, I agree. And, you know, exactly uh, the, the, uh, the thought I share about, you know, there is more history per square foot in Turkey than anywhere else in the world. So, of course, I should, you know, talking about you know, if we go to the inner regions, um, I should definitely talk about Cappadocia, which is uh, kind of in the heart of Anatolia. Uh, it is Göreme Nevşehir region. It is uh, home to uh, one of the, uh, the oldest churches uh, uh, in in Christian religion. It goes back to third, uh, fourth centuries, where the early Christian communities carved up churches. Uh, in the mountains, you know, the terrain, the uh, soil there is very easy to carve, and it's fascinating to see those ancient places in the heart of Turkey. And naturally, Cappadocia is uh, one of the most beautiful uh, natural beauties in, in Turkey and in the world. You can take a balloon ride in Cappadocia, which is its, which it is famous for, and you can go hiking. And in Turkey, there are a lot of natural places, you know, valleys. Uh, for people who are interested in hiking, not only in Cappadocia, in Nida, for example, in central uh, uh, Anatolia. There are a lot of mountain areas which is very uh, uh, suitable for, um, for, for hiking. You go up to Black Sea region. It's a different world in itself, you know, in yes. every sense of the term. There are a lot of uh, ancient Greek sites there, churches, and also, um, a, 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 you know, naturally it is beautiful. The, um, Eastern Black Sea region, you can compare it with, for example, Scotland or uh, Washington State, Seattle region. It is up in the mountains, very rainy, you know, and the green pastures, valleys. And this is also uh, an amazing um, region for hiking. Uh, it straddles, it goes ties to Georgia. And you go down uh, south, the eastern parts of Turkey, also home to many, you know, uh, historic places, religious places. You know, it's all around Turkey. So, as I said, I, I, should I, say. I can go on and on. Yeah. For, 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 <laughs> I should say. For it's, just, it's a fascinating it. place. As we say on the show, hear ye, hear ye, which I love that comment. Out, but, you know, uh, this is something that's simply amazing. And, and you talk about Cappadocia, first, first churches indeed. There were Christians that were being persecuted by the Romans that literally lived underground. It was sandstone. They carved They carved uh, uh, rooms underground. They'd hide from the Roman soldiers. It really, it's just an amazing place to see. But, and of course, it's a place where, for so much history and, and, and politically. Uh, you have the Dardanelles there, which is, of course, right by Istanbul and the rest, which is the, the 
entrance to the Black Sea. It's got an awful lot of uh, important things there. But I go back in history, not nearly as far as you were talking, Consul General, but I'm an admirer of Mustafa Ataturk. Uh, he was just a revolutionary there, who I, as I understand it, and please correct me, uh, but he helped to found the modern state of Turkey during and after World War I, yeah, yeah. And, and he was just a yeah. real positive revolutionary from my standpoint. Is he still considered to be one of your country's heroes, your founders, uh, in effect, one of your George Washingtons? Yes. Exactly. He's the founder of our leader. He's the founder of our republic. You know, Ataturk, you know, the literal translation uh, to uh, English is the father of Turks. So, I mean, after his many achievements, the, the establishment of country, of course, we went after the First World War. Uh, we fought for our freedom uh, for uh, almost three, four years. So after the War of Liberation and immediately after uh, the foundation of the Republic, the Turkish people, the parliament, decided to uh, uh, confer that name only to Atatürk, you know, as he is the founder, uh, founding leader of the republic. And he is still revered in, uh, in Turkey, highly revered in Turkey. He is considered the founder of our republic. I mean, whenever, uh, uh, you know, times are difficult, people always take inspiration from Atatürk. And across the board, there is huge outpouring of uh, love uh, for the founding leader. Yes, you can compare him to George Washington, but... He was a military leader, political leader. I think, you know, what he did was, of course, he gave the encouragement that, you know, uh, looking back at, uh, looking back our history at that time, you know, long history of people who lived in Anatolia, people of Turkey, that we could do better. We have to do better. And he made that happen with his leadership, with his uh, vision, uh, with his amazing intelligence and, you know, self-confidence. He was never disappointed. He never lost hope in himself and in his people. Uh, so, um, and he is still, uh, in many ways, the symbol of our independence, of our future. Um, and he is, as I said, uh, there is immense love uh, for Mustafa Kemal Atatürk in, in, you know, almost all of the segments of the society, wherever they stand on a political uh, spectrum, you know. Indeed. Well, and he was inclusive also, as I understand it, that yes, there were different religions, different people, different races, and, and Mustafa Ataturk yeah. was inclusive of all. He, he, didn't, he wasn't prejudiced against any, and well, we can certainly continue to use no. that uh, leadership in our world today. I mean, he re revolutionized uh, in a way because, I mean, after the Ottoman Empire, when the Turkish Republic uh, was founded, of course, you know, the last two centuries of, when you look at the last two centuries of Ottoman Empire, there was always this, uh, you know, ongoing efforts to modernize, become more integrated with the then European world. But he took it to another level. For example, he revolutionized, he changed the alphabet, he changed the calendar, he changed yeah. uh, 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 many aspects of the society uh, in a very short period of time. He and his friends, of course, his uh, comrades in arms. So, I mean, uh, he hastened, you know, he speeded up, he expedited that process that has been going on in Turkey for a long time uh, to become more integrated with what he called the civilized world, the contemporary civilization. Uh, so, and this is still an uh, ongoing effort. And as you, uh, you know, very rightly said, he was inclusive. You know, when we talk about Turkey, you know, this is the constitutional concept. 
So it is not, it doesn't, um, it is not affiliated with any ethnic or religious uh, connotation. According to the Constitution, every man or woman who considers and says uh, himself or herself is Turkey is a constitutional citizenship. And I should also add that, you know, Turkey is one of the few countries in the world which has secularism as a constitutional uh, uh, principle in its constitution. So uh, there is no religious definition in, the, uh, in our constitution. Uh, Turkey is predominantly Muslim, but of course we still have non, um, non-Muslim communities, Christian, Jewish communities that go back centuries in Turkey. And of course this is the freedom of religion and you know, practice of various religions is enshrined in our constitution. And we are very keen on upholding those principles and, you know, make, taking it further. Only in Turkey, in Turkey, according to the, one of the founding documents of Turkey, you know, non-Muslim communities, Christian communities, have additional rights, uh, protections uh, offered by the state uh, to practice their uh, religions freely. Well, and goes back I, to the Turkish of course. Consul General, I think our country needs still to take some leadership from from Ataturk because you said that he changed your alphabet, brought it into civilization. I think the United States of America should now go on to the metric system, that the rest of the world is there. I know Turkey is, and I think that we should change yes. and join the world in that regard. Just maybe we can use a little help in that regard. That, that's one of the things I would change about our country. But, but you know, the United States, as you know, you've seen a great deal of our country. We're large. We're geographically removed from really most of the rest of the world. Uh, we just border upon Canada and Mexico. So sometimes our understandings as a people can be limited. So tell us if you would, and I know you're in the diplomatic corps, but but tell us generally, how are we Americans seen by Turkish people? How, 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 are, how are Americans, not our government, we'll talk about that later, but, but how are Americans seen mm-hmm. in general by the Turkish people? Well, uh, I think there is a great love, significant love uh, and sympathy from the Turkish people because we have, although the, our relations bilaterally don't go back, uh, you know, that long, uh, it's it's been a relationship uh, that uh, that's been going on for sixty, seventy years. You know, after the Second World War, it's becoming more uh, uh, powerful. Of course, you know, historically, you know, uh, 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 in Turkey, United States, Americans are seen as allies. So going back to the war in Korea and in many other places afterwards, you know, we were on the same side of many issues. And of course, America, uh, you know, after the Second World War came to represent uh, many values, uh, which is also inherent to Turkey. So in that sense as well, I mean, Turkish people always have admiration, love, a brotherly um, sympathy for the for the American people. Let me, uh, you know, add this because you know when you look at polls, uh, it all depends how you ask the question. So I mean, uh, uh, when you look at polls, uh, what I said may be not compatible with it, but I know my people. You know, I know you know uh, 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 how people feel. Uh, in Turkey towards the American people. Um, now, in our time, there are many ways to visit each, each other. And, you know, uh, uh, for the American tourists, 
in Turkey, America, representatives of American people on the streets in Turkey, still you can feel that, you know, uh, admiration, admiration, sympathy, uh, and love to the American people. And I think it will last for a long time uh, to come. Uh, I pray. What is the status of, of trade between the United States and Turkey, for example? And, and is it, do we need a visa now? It's been a little while since I've been there. Do you need a visa to come from yeah, Turkey I mean, to the United States or vice versa? Yeah, you, you, we do. I mean, both countries, of course, they're mutually, they, they, there's requirements of a visa. But for American tourists who would like to go to Turkey, they can apply online. We have an e-consulate system, a website. You know, it's pretty easy. You Good. don't need to visit the consulate. Uh, you can you can uh, practically apply online, get your visa. If you cannot do that, you can uh, get your visa in at Istanbul Airport. Um, you know, from oh, the visa office there. Or what about you can show up what about people from Turkey tonight. traveling to the United States? What kind of visa do their arrangements uh, do they need to make? Yeah, I mean, we have to uh, go through the uh, Consulate General uh, of the United States in Istanbul or in Izmir uh, or the U.S. Embassy in Ankara. Of course, I mean, the uh, requirement standards are a little bit different, uh, but still, I mean, uh, you know, uh, uh, the people, uh, you know, Turkish tourists who would like to visit the United States, they don't encounter any problems. And, you know, the U.S. diplomatic contingent in Turkey, consular and diplomatic contingent, are very friendly. They are appreciative of Turkey, and they do a, a great job for the furtherance of Turkish-U.S. relations. Well, I would love everyone in Turkey to see Yosemite, for example. I think it's God's gift to mankind. I've been there. Yeah, I've been love there. to share California and the rest of our country with people in Turkey. Do, how are we doing with trade, Consul General, uh, between the two countries? Trade, yes. I mean, uh, of course, there are. we have to do more. At, at the moment, our trade stands at $20 billion, um, which is uh, a little bit uh, 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 to the advantage of uh, of Turkey, but this is not enough. I mean, we have, uh, you know, we, we have a great potential, and we have to work harder uh, to make that potential into reality. I mean, our aim is to increase it up to two hundred billion dollars in the in the coming years. So I think we will get there slowly but surely because now. I mean, uh, uh, Turkish business communities are increasingly interested in engaging with communities on the western coast. So yeah. there are immense business opportunities for Turkish business communities and for U.S. business communities in Turkey to do more business. We have Indeed to get so. to know each well, other. And we're we're going to come back after, these, after from, these, just a short, short couple of messages, um, Consul General. But I can tell you, before we went to Turkey, I told my wife, Grace, I don't need any rugs. I don't want any rugs. Don't let me buy any rugs. And I came home with five <laughs> still using. Uh, and the spice, yeah, I yeah. mean, Turkey is wonderful. But we're going to take a, take a quick break here and come back and continue this discussion with this wonderful man, the Consul General, uh, John Oaks from Turkey, giving us some insight exchanging information and we're going to do some more right after this become our friend on facebook post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline visit facebook.com forward slash voice america the libertarian party is the third largest political party in the united states and it's more successful than ever we don't just talk the talk of individual liberty and free markets we also walk the walk 
Libertarian Party candidates are getting elected to office across the United States, and we are making a difference. The Libertarian Party is also the only third party that routinely has ballot access in every state. Our achievements and influence grow every year, and you can be part of that success. You can register as a Libertarian Party voter in your state to help us achieve easier ballot access. You can also visit lp.org today to become a member of the Libertarian Party, no matter which party you register with. Join the Libertarian Party today at lp.org. Together, we can move mountains. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to facebook.com forward slash voice America or search for the keywords voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to facebook.com forward slash voice America or search for voice America. You are listening to All Rise, the Libertarian Way with retired Judge Jim Gray. To find out more about Judge Gray, visit JudgeJimGray.com. That's JudgeJimGray.com. Now, back to All Rise. Well, welcome back, and this is again Judge Jim Gray with my esteemed guest, uh, Consul General from Turkey, John Oz, who is just an articulate travel guide he's shown us and, and a spokesman for his country. But uh, my wife has asked me, I mentioned her name just as we ended, Grace, and you've never heard anybody better named than my wife, because she is certainly Grace at that. But she's asked me to bring in a little bit of silliness, so I do so right at this uh, juncture of our of our uh, show usually, which is a letter, a dear algebra, stop asking me to seek your ex. She's not coming back and don't ask why. At any rate, that's my effort for the day, but uh, algebra indeed. But (laughs) Consul General, you you and I did meet at an event at the Orange County chapter of the World Affairs Council, and there we we openly discuss Mm -hmm. issues. We're not political. We just discuss try to give open, honest, timely information to our people, uh, because that is a libertarian value, sharing honest ideas, sharing travel, sharing sharing trade, etc. But uh, I happen to be one at a, at a prior group, was standing actually with a glass of wine. I was alone with the consul general, both from Germany and the consul general from India. And I'm not going to tell you when this was, because it, it doesn't matter. But I asked mm-hmm. them at the time, how is their government's relationship with our American government? And, of course, they both told me everything was wonderful and we're brilliant partners and the rest. And I said, okay, I understand you're diplomatic, but now tell me really how it is. And at that point, the German consul general said that our government at that time treated them like children, that we were not interested in Americans being partners with others. We simply told them the way things would be. And then the Indian consul general said he felt the same way. You know, And, and I'm afraid that sometimes that our, our government comes across this way. I know you're being diplomatic as well, but I think Americans would like to know, how does the Turkish government, how do other governments in your area of the world see the American government? What are our relationships like? Of course, I mean, you know, whoever is in administration, I, let me first uh, talk about my country. I mean, the elected representatives of, of the American people, uh, we always consider them that the partners that we are going to work with. So uh, what's important for us is that we are faced with 
a lot of uh, immense challenges uh, in our region and in the world. And we also, you know, have to make use of uh, plenty of opportunities. So, I mean, Turkish people, Turkish government, sees the United States government as an ally, partner that we can work with uh, against those challenges, overcome those challenges, and also make use of uh, that uh, immense potential. And of course, let me, uh, you know, in, uh, in response to what you said, the United States still is the leading power in the world uh, when you look at many different statistics, many different aspects. But of course, it needs allies. So, I mean, we have seen, you know, time and again that, you know, with all the power, wealth, potential, one is not enough. One country, one people, is one person is not enough or, uh, to overcome the challenges. So we need allies. And, of course, it is understandable that the United States sometimes comes with very strong, strong views to the table. But, you know, um, likewise, Turkey also has uh, strong views on certain issues, especially in its neighborhood, because we've been in that neighborhood for, 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 for many years, for centuries. So, and we have also made and still are change, uh, facing many challenges. So we know what we can do, what we should do as a regional player to overcome those challenges. So I would like to see, we see our relationship with the United States as a complementary relationship. So if we bring our competitive advantages, unite our, you know, whatever we are good at in our respective areas, we can achieve more. Our impact would be more. So this needs work. This needs dialogue. This needs honest discussion, uh, being self-critical. Also, constructively critical of each other. What we need is engagement. This has always been the case uh, in the uh, Turkish-U.S. relationship, and I think it will continue. Uh, it will remain so, because uh, we, we don't have the luxury. We cannot afford to lose each other as allies, friends. And that is the way uh, the Turkish uh, government uh, views the United States, uh, its United States counterpart. Good, and I'm I'm truly glad to hear that, and and uh, you're being straightforward with us, and we appreciate it. I I have my own views that Turkey has some pretty rough neighbors, and with the fall of the mm-hmm. end of the Ottoman Empire, it was kind of the West that came into that area of the world and and interfered in a lot of ways. Because, for example, Iraq was never its own country; it was part of the Ottoman Empire for a long time. Lebanon as well. The Western powers just kind of created in some ways arbitrarily some some governments some some countries uh and so you've you've had some pretty rough goes you have some rough neighbors i will tell you that i was speaking publicly in the year 2004 about iraq saying that if our country put our troops into iraq without the full involvement and participation of the world community it would be the biggest mistake of my lifetime and nothing has happened consul general since that time to change my mind i think that the united states disrupted that area of the world in iraq uh, hundreds and hundreds of thousands of people would be alive today had we not done it but they were died a lot of civilians and others uh, what is what is the relationship between Turkey and Iraq today? And do you agree with my assessment? I'm not meaning to put you on the spot, but I think it was a, a notable mistake that we made. Well, I mean, uh, as a diplomat, I always focus on what's going on now. I mean, you know, you can uh, look back a hundred years or uh, longer and, you know, try to search for the 
for what went wrong, what are the reasons that the challenges that we are facing, you know, root causes that we are facing now. But I think, you know, as a diplomat dealing with, on a daily basis, pressing issues, I mean, uh, first of all, of course, uh, our neighbors, you know, we have respect for their sovereignty, you know, the um, territorial integrity of the countries that are surrounding us of a uh, uh, key importance um, uh, and uh, no interference into uh, domestic issues. But, you know, concepts are changing now. In the case of Iraq, of course, you know, uh, talking about the neighborhood, let me, uh, I think I mentioned this, you know, uh, uh, during my talk in World Affairs Council in Orange County. So, um, you know, over the past four decades, whatever happens in our neighborhood has a direct impact on Turkey. Um, you know, when you look at the late uh, 70s, uh, when the regime changed in Iran or Afghan, Afghan invasion uh, by, the, by the Soviets, or 10 years later in early 1990s, you know, the first Gulf crisis, and 10 years afterwards, the second one, of course, whatever happened in the aftermath uh, uh, had a direct bearing on Turkey. And, you know, most of the time it was negative. For example, after the first Gulf War, you know, our uh, uh, economic and trade relations with Iraq went down to zero from $100 uh, billion. So, and it of course, uh, a lot of uh, political and, you know, security uh, challenges ensued. But, uh, of course, as a regional player, as a country that, can, that has the ability, potential to help its neighbors, we are always engaging with them to address their issues. This is the case in Iraq as well. Uh, we have faced many challenges after 2003. I was there in the first two years after the regime change. So uh, on a personal basis, I had the opportunity to experience what, and observe uh, what was wrong. But um, uh, many years now, I think there are uh, reasons to be optimistic about the future of Iraq. You know, our relations, trade relations with Iraq uh, is uh, really high. Iraq is our third, uh, if not second, largest trade uh, partner. We export Good. a lot of Turkish businessmen, you know, uh, 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 do business. I mean, we, we, we build factories, we build houses in Iraq. I mean, it has huge potential. So we need, what we need is lasting security, Judge Gray, lasting security. So for the good of the people in the region, because, I mean, the Iraqi people, uh, whatever identity they have, you know, they have huge, immense human cap capacity, uh, not only below the ground. I mean, below the ground in Iraq is, of course, I, I believe is miscued to the human class in Iraq. You know, they have to make use of it. So we have to engage them um, to find a way to establish lasting peace and stability uh, within their country so that they can generate uh, peace, prosperity to the wider region. So we see there are our allies, there are challenges to tell, uh, not only related to Iraq, of course, to regional dynamics as well, but uh, our policy is to engage with them, work with them, uh, you know, in, help in whatever we can so that, you know, they can achieve this lasting peace and prosperity, stability, uh, well, for all of us uh, in the not, region to enjoy. Not only is free trade healthy for the economy, 
and I, I, I so it's certainly a libertarian value and a world value, but it's also it's true that people don't tend to shoot their customers, shoot their trade. So if you're trading with a country, you're much much more Maybe. likely to be at peace with them. So trade is is enormously helpful. I wasn't aware that Turkey was doing such large amount of trade now with Iraq, yeah. and that's and that's really wonderful. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, and you, you, you did answer my question, and I appreciate it. And you are in the diplomatic corps, and I appreciate that too. But uh, maybe with a glass of wine, we can we can talk more specifics. Uh, how? What about sure. the refugee problem? You've you've got it's it, it, awful things yeah. happening in Syria. Uh, have been in Iraq. Have you in Turkey taken in numbers of refugees from these various war torn countries? Yeah. Well, of course, uh, that was going to be my second point. Now, I mean, uh, for the past eight, nine years, a horrible tragedy has been unfolding in Syria. Um, and, uh, of course, I mean, uh, it is one of the uh, largest uh, refugee crises that we have um, experienced since the Second World War. Uh, there are almost 14 million um, uh, Syrian refugees and IDPs around the world within Syria, and almost half of them are in Turkey. Today, Turkey hosts close to 4 million Syrian refugees. Um, and uh, 4 million. It's the size of Los Angeles. The population is almost the city of Los Angeles. Goodness. Way. Goodness. Is the United States helping Syria. economically with that? That's that's a major undertaking. Are we are we helping no, you in that mean, effort? You know, United States, European countries, we want our allies because we are on the uh, same side of things. Good. Uh, the, this refugee uh, issue is not a challenge or problem for only Turkey, uh, for Europe, for the United States. This is a first of all, this is a human problem. Uh, as responsible human beings, as people who have the ability to help, we, help, we, we should uh, examine. So far, I mean, the uh, support that we have received from our allies in the West uh, did not meet our expectations, to be honest. Turkey has shouldered the burden predominantly by itself. We have spent almost $40 billion for the needs of the refugees. And I should point out that, you know, the, the Syrian refugees, all, more than half a million Syrian babies were born in Turkey after, you know, they took refugees in Turkey. So we are providing them education, free health care, and recently we are integrating them to the workforce. So it is not, they are not at the refugee camps, you know, which have the highest quality in the world, but, you know, talking about a, a, a number of 4 million refugees, we have found uh, ways on our own, with our own um, capabilities, to overcome, overcome the initial challenges uh, caused by this influx of uh, immense number. Because, I mean, you know, first of all, it is our historic duty. Historically, Turkey has offered, you know, refuge, uh, Turkey many refugee uh, communities. For example, back in the 15th century, 16th century, uh, uh, Jewish communities who had to flee Europe to refugees in the Ottoman Empire and in the, from the Balkans. So, I mean, this is uh, our, in our history, in our culture, and we see this as a human duty to help the uh, refugees. But, you know, uh, again, you know, to end with, uh, to be honest, we have shouldered the burden uh, pretty much by ourselves, and we need our EU members you know, allies, friends, you know, European countries, the United States, to do more. And we can carry on addressing the needs of the uh, 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 refugees. But, you know, the end game, the ultimate target is to establish altogether 
conducive conditions for the Syrians to return to their home countries. No one would like to be refugees for good. So, I mean, Turkey, on the one hand, is helping address the uh, pressing needs, humanitarian needs of the Syrian refugees, uh, Syrian asylum seekers. We don't extend them refugee status. Uh, there are yes, but also at the same time, you know, on the ground, we are working vigorously with any ally friend that uh, are on the uh, that share the same target with us to yes. try to establish lasting peace and security in Syria, a political climate that you know all refugees can go back without fear, free from fear, so that this should be the ultimate target. Otherwise, we can continue to address uh, symptoms, but, you know, uh, it, it, it won't help address the root cause of the problem. And, you know, unless we address the root cause of the problem, we will continue to deal or grapple with, you know, the symptoms, the fallout of this uh, immense problem that we are faced with in Syria. That that Syrian problem is is a huge huge problem and and it's a catastrophe. Have some Syrians started to go back home, or is it still just too dangerous generally? Well, in the area, certainly yes. Uh, almost uh, half a million Syrian refugees have returned voluntarily right. to the areas that were cleared from the terrorist organizations, ISIS, YPG. Uh, in our border, um, so they have returned to these areas uh, again voluntarily. And Turkey, across the border, in those areas that uh, um, that we cleared from the terrorist entities, we are providing infrastructure assistance. I mean, uh, uh, we are also extending help so that they can carry on with their lives, you know, in their sure. own country. Well, Consul General, what about the, the whole terrorist issue? I haven't myself heard of any particular uh, terrorism attacks in Turkey. Have, have there been, and from whom? Well, I mean, we have been facing, you know, all the terrorist organizations, pretty much all of them, um, that uh, threatens uh, international peace and security, threatens Turkey. We have been uh, fighting against, you know, uh, uh, Al-Qaeda, ISIS terrorism for a long time. But additionally, far-left radical or terrorist organizations also carried out attacks in, 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 uh, in Turkey for a long time. Uh, we are faced with a serious terrorist issue, PKK, YPG, its name is in Syria, uh, PYD, have targeted Turkish civilian civilians and the military and official personnel for a long time. So this yeah. is a serious issue. I mean, within Turkey, it has subsided, you know. Um, of course, after the Syrian uh, crisis, for a while, uh, there were some incidents. But, you know, uh, now in, in Turkey, it is all safe. Um, and we are still fighting against these terrorist organizations, you know, all of them, uh, ISIS, Al-Qaeda, PKK, YPG, and they are looking for opportunities to target Turkey. But, you know, as I said, we are very uh, determined on this to fight these terrorist organizations, uh, you know, to save our people. Um, in the past few years, there hasn't been any significant attacks, but... Uh, you know, these terrorist organizations, again, you know, I will underline PKK and YPG in Syria, Al-Qaeda, ISIS, you know, uh, they are looking for opportunities to hurt Turkish Turkish interests. So yes. we have to remain united, uh, fight 
in a united manner these terrorist organizations. You can pick and choose. You cannot pick and choose from terrorist organizations. Because is our government, long run, is our government you know, sharing intelligence with is, you with regard to al-Qaeda and ISIS and people like yes. that? I hope so. Yes. Yes. In a lot of ways, I think it's... In a lot of ways, it's people that are that are educated and and uh, and wholesome against people that are not. But uh, to change the subject just a little bit, uh, in your view, what is your government's present relationship with the government of Russia? Uh, Russia is our northern neighbor. It is uh, a big, uh, strong country, and you know, historically, we have. Uh, we have a long historic, historic relationship with Russia, and Russia is, uh, you know, uh, we work with Russia on many issues uh, because, I mean, uh, uh, Russia is increasingly engaged in the Middle East. Uh, so we work with Russia without losing sight of the fact that we are a, a part of NATO alliance. Uh, we are a part of, we are an aspiring member to the European Union. Um, uh, Turkey is a it uh, doesn't have many energy resources Rush or, uh, with Russia. Uh, uh, we buy um, uh, uh, energy, uh, gas, and uh, oil. We have to buy uh, because, I mean, uh, we need uh, energy resources. Uh, plenty of Russian tourists visit Turkey. Turkish business communities have invested over the years uh, immensely in Russia. So there are strong bonds with Turkey and Russia. So we... Um, we make use of these bonds uh, constructively to address the challenges that we are faced with in the region, internationally, uh, and, you know, uh, in a good neighborly fashion. Indeed. And, in fact, you said it earlier, but we all need lasting security. That, that's, we need the free trade. We need the free travel. We have to, to get along with our neighbors. With and all certainly, the I mean, it's, get. It's, it's simply fate that, that you have a very large northern neighbor, Russia, and you have many things in common. What is the, what is the present mm -hmm. government relationship uh, between Turkey and China, which is certainly changing dynamics in the world? Um, of course, uh, China is becoming uh, a, one of the uh, global powers. And, uh, of course, you know, we also uh, have strong relations with China and we have common interests. We are trying to uh, work, for example, in, in many regions, you know, Turkish uh, business communities are interested by Chinese uh, uh, business communities are interested in. So, uh, in a good neighborly uh, fashion, we are trying to engage with them, work on certain projects like, you know, Belt and Road uh, policies. So, uh, 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 you know, these are, uh, uh, you know, as a regional player, um, we are um, making use of the potential uh, with these leading countries of the world you know, uh, address certain challenges, but also focus on what we can do together with these countries, how we can bring our comparative advantages and, you know, build new relationships. Well, of course, China has gone around the world in many ways building roads physically. Uh, have they built any roads physically in Turkey? Mm -hmm. um, uh, not in Turkey, but, you know, we are working, uh, of course, with many other countries on this new Silk Road project, which will, uh, in the uh, medium to long term, bring uh, uh, more economic prosperity to Asia and going into Europe. 
Um, so uh, there are many issues that uh, we are working with um, China on the business uh, uh, front elsewhere, you know, uh, in the world. Like. And of course, it'd be silly not to. Well, you, you said it quickly, but, yes. but Turkey is a really important partner in NATO and and that's a you you're sitting in an area there and and the friendship that you have with the United States I hope it blooms and lasts and you are a partner and you're still pursuing it's kind of interesting but you're pursuing a partnership in the European Union as well as I understand it is that correct consul general yes exactly Judge Gray, I mean, uh, on NATO let me quickly say you know today uh, 18th of February is the 68th anniversary of our membership to NATO. So, um, you know, we are marking that occasion, which is uh, not uh, not only uh, a strong military alliance, but, of course, it's also a very strong political alliance, uh, an alliance that we, uh, in, we have invested a lot, contributed a lot, and we expect it to continue this. And, uh, and this. on European Union, um, you know, this, this story goes back many decades now. And, you know, there's the Turkish people still uh, strongly favorable to the idea of becoming a member to the European Union. So it is a vision. I mean, it is... Um, a, you, you may call it a founding principle for Turkey. Uh, we are trying to do our part, but the question remain, remains, uh, and of course this is at times um, a little bit frustrating for the Turkish public and the officials, is whether the European Union is interested in making Turkey an equal partner. We are seeing some challenges on this front. We are very open about this. We are addressing these um, issues in a frank manner uh, through many platforms that we have with the European Union. We believe that Turkey as a member, European Union, can uh, genuinely really become a global player. Uh, uh, so uh, the will is still there on the Turkish side, and this is um, a generational uh, uh, project. We are doing our best. There are challenges on both sides uh, uh, that need to be overcome, uh, but uh, we want our EU partners to sh- to uh, show the same um, uh, 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 excitement, uh, um, you know, interest uh, for Turkey to become a member uh, to so. the European Union. Well, Consul General John Oz, thank you for being with us and sharing these various thoughts. I hope and believe that the United States people, the United States government, want to and will embrace Turkey with both arms, that, that you are part of the brotherhood of man, you are, and, and women, of course, too. You mm-hmm. have the same values, You and, and listen to our audience here and around the world, Go to Turkey. It's really a fascinating place. The Turkish people are delightful, and their food is pretty good, too. I gained a little weight there, but it's just a wonderful thing to do, and we welcome people from Turkey uh, and all around the world to come to our country as well. That this is These are libertarian values. We join hands. We embrace. We trade. We share. We, we link, and, and we join, bask in that lasting security. So, so that's what we talk about here on All Rise. If we do employ these values, literally we will all rise together. Yes, different areas of the world have their problems and they have their own approaches, naturally. And of course, Turkey has done wonders as to that 
poor problem in, in Syria. It's just a disaster. So again, we need to do our part. We need to do our part as communities of the world. So again, join us again next week or anytime on demand back on the Variety Channel with All Rise. We will all rise together using those libertarian values. So thank you for being with us. Again, Consul General John Oz from Turkey, thank you for sharing your thank time you. and thoughts with here. us. Thanks for the opportunity. We wish you well. And as I always close by saying, and I mean it, life is good. Thanks for listening today. All Rise, the Libertarian Way with retired Judge Jim Gray can be heard every Friday at 10 a.m. Eastern Time and 7 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We know you'll want to join us again next week and tell your friends that help is on the way. Strengthen my thoughts that help us control.